Okay, guys. The apocalypse has happened. Very short time ago. Yeah, no shit. And you are now an evil warlord. What resource are you hoarding to make the people bend to your will? Dude, it's always fucking water. So if anybody says water, fuck all of you. Seriously. Sometimes it's It gasoline. can't be water. Water <laughs> is not an option. just screen and slap the hell out of Cheats. Yeah, Cheats, I see you over there like, well, water seems like the most uh, logical resource uh, to hoard uh, is what everybody needs. It's like, that's not the point of the fucking question, Cheats. It's more more to come up with a goofy thing. <laughs> yes. When Steven asked me this question earlier, I didn't even say water. He did. So fuck off. Didn't. So why don't you start us off, buddy, and go with one of your suggestions of earlier. All right. Well, my, my suggestions on, on what I'm going to hoard is porno mags. Because <laughs> everyone in the apocalypse is weirdly too horny. And the other thing also is porno mags can be a valuable currency to use in trading. Weirdly too horny? Yeah. They get no <laughs> pussy. Cheats, like none. Of course, or dick. They get no genitals at all. Of course they're desperate for fucking porno mags. They need something to look at that isn't covered in shit and piss that is a naked, like, there's no naked people around who aren't disgusting. Like, there's no showers. Already, somebody else is hoarding the water, none of the four of us, we can tell you that. <laughs> so there's no showers al- allowed. We're evil warlords, but we're not that fucking evil. So in any case, Cheats, what I'm trying to say is, you have a great suggestion. But of course everyone's horny. But of course they are. Yeah. So, I mean, so what would you barter? Like, you, you give somebody a penthouse for... Um, probably water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can get literally anything you want. Wow. <laughs> Fucking wow. God damn it. I knew we couldn't escape it. <laughs> I mean... What else are you gonna barter for? Cheats, you don't need to barter for water. You can just drink Kevin Costner's piss. Oh. Mm-hmm. He has plenty. He has plenty to go around. He pisses all the time. I can go next. <laughs> go for it. Okay. Uh, I'm taking shoes. Oh, yeah. That's really good. Dude, cool. you are fucked without shoes, my friend. Fucked. Especially if you've been wearing shoes. Like, if the apocalypse just happened, like, say, like, a couple months ago. And you've been wearing shoes your whole life. You were just fucked. <laughs> especially in colder climate. <laughs> it's a weird thing to say that you hoard shoes because that's not really a thing that there's any kind of shortage of. <laughs> People will throw away shoes before they even are halfway fucked. But... And just get new ones. That was before... That was before now, Hoarder, Stephen. Exactly. Now, Living on a giant mountain of shoes like fucking El Topo. We don't We don't know what happened in, in the apocalypse. They could have come for our shoes first. <laughs> it's true. All right, everyone. The apocalypse is coming. Shoes off. Give them to Steven. He needs them for later. And in order to get to my lair to barter for shoes, the ground is just going to be covered in nails and glass. <laughs> and salt. Or those uh, little That makes weeds. no sense. Or the little weeds that grow out in your yard that have like little pricklies on them. Listen, it does make sense because they'll be so desperate. <laughs> no. They'll be so desperate by the time they get to me that they won't want to have to walk back out over the glass and nails. So they won't leave without shoes. No, they won't make it. Yeah, I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like your plan would work for maybe like three months of the apocalypse. And then after a while, you're just going to be sitting there just sadly on your sh- your throne of shoes. Just being like, man, why anyone coming to barter with me anymore? Yeah, you've got like your little megaphone. You're, you're yelling from your giant stash. It's like, 
come for more shoes. It's like, oh, well, I guess those shoes that you got last time still working. Okay. Well, Not. I'm still going to be here. I will be here waiting when they go bad. <laughs> no one's coming for shoes anymore, so I guess I just need to look through these porno bags I listen, for. Listen, for the people that start to not make it, I'll have minions that will go out into the field. And drag them the rest of the way through the glass. No, and, and rent out the shoes for the rest of the time. With interest. I'll basically be like a like an evil warlord bowling alley attendant. <laughs> the cop. Okay. You're going a durable route, which is not great for, you know, maintaining your power structure. So I'm going to be a ham lord. Mm. I'm going to raise all the ham. <laughs> or maybe his frozen hands. <laughs> supply. That Fuck. way I don't have to deal with the pigs. <laughs> Fucking ham lord. Yes. <laughs> what happens when the ham all goes bad? It's frozen. Hey, ham still goes bad. No, you can't just freeze ham for an eternity. Meat still goes bad. <laughs> they start raising mutant pigs. That was before. We've got new shit now here after the apocalypse. So ham doesn't go bad anymore because it's frozen. So what I will hoard it's super frozen. It's it's frozen in carbonite. I don't know what the fuck, but it's never going bad. I will hoard the <laughs> syringes of permanent preserve that will keep your ham good for all of time. You just inject you just take your ham hawk, inject it with some fucking perma preserve. And you can just throw it on the ground. You can still eat it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't have to be frozen. Yeah, Philip's like the post-apocalyptic traveling salesman. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, your ham's going bad. Have some of this super ham saver juice. <laughs> Philip's just staying in the background. Man, I wish this thing wasn't going bad. <laughs> just comes out of the shadows at them. And of course, he's driving like one of the old, like Wild West snake oil buggies. <laughs> I was merely joking about selling the perma hand. I do like the idea, though, of like the uh, your sideshow like uh, traveling salesman thing with the as seen on TV because there's always a there's got to be a better way. And then he shows up and he shows you how to microwave an egg <laughs> as seen on just now. <laughs> uh, a, a fucking snake oil salesman in the post apocalypse that sells just stupid shit that you use in your kitchen. <laughs> It's like, oh, you can poach an egg in another four seconds. It's like, well, who gives a shit? Like, that, that's very clearly a character from a Fallout game. Dude, that just it just makes sense for Philip to be the guy who supports all of our stuff. Like, when somebody needs to get our shoes, he's the shoe repairman. He's also the lubricant seller for your porno mags <laughs> and the permaham seller. I can provide you with a sundry number of items similar to Morgan Freeman, if you will. But also, the thing I was going to say that I hoard is marketing. So it actually is kind of similar to what you're saying. Mm. I hoard all the skills that make it even possible. See, Steven thinks he can just sell shoes to anybody who doesn't have shoes by making them walk on glass where they would clearly no longer need shoes because if they put them on, it would just make it worse. <laughs> That's why you have bandage insoles inside the shoes. <laughs> As seen on now. <laughs> yeah. No, my marketing scheme is it's like, oh, do you need to get across the wasteland of barbed wire and broken shards of glass and razors? Here's a pogo stick, only one dollar, and then I can turn that dollar into supermaham. Boom! <laughs> I invent. I, I'm hoarding the fucking economy, motherfucker. It's like rich folks now. Well, yeah, mm -hmm. you think water is the most precious commodity, but it's actually power. <laughs> I can get away with anything. Your warlord is pleased with all of these, uh, all these ideas. Our warlord? Yes. You want shoes, don't you? Just you just elected yourself podcast warlord. Do you have shoes on right now? Yes. 
Okay, then. <laughs> I could very easily not have shoes on. I am in my own house. I, I just stealthily to... took my shoes off. Oh, we did. <laughs> you both look down and both your shoes are gone. <laughs> it's like the shoe hoarder strikes again. Turns out it's not the it's not the hoarding that is your specialty. It's the ability to just steal them somehow. <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome to Motion Picture Meltdown. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen the Rest Rosenberg. Phil the Hamlord Collins. <laughs> Cheeks the Streets McGee. Andy Hart. And after what seems like for fucking ever, I got to pick the movies again, and I chose Turbo Kid from 2015 and VFW from 2019. And I have to say, VFW was very much a baiting D-Hart movie. Yeah, it was it was a D-Hart movie. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to put this movie out on a little, little fish hook and throw it out there. See if I can catch me a big old D-Hart. You can definitely trade it for some perma-ham. It's a, it's a contender for best movie of the year because there's only like eight movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2019. It's, it's the only one I've seen. No, I, Oh, for I you. Thought, I thought it came out this year. Oh, it said 2019 on the IMDb, but that might... it came out in film festivals in 2019, but it didn't. It wasn't released on VOD until 2020. Well, you know what I think? I think that's called a 2020 release. That's what I think. Contender for the best fucking movie of the year, goddamn straight. That and Unhinged with fucking giant Russell Crowe. <laughs> the only two. Are you not entertained? And he just has like two cheeseburgers in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> he puts a TV dinner in front of the TV. <laughs> You guys want to start with Turbo Kid? Sure. Alright, so the synopsis for Turbo Kid. In a post-apocalyptic wasteland in 1997, a comic book fan adopts the persona of his favorite hero to save his enthusiastic friend and fight a tyrannical overlord. And the tyrannical overlord is uh, portrayed by none other than Michael Ironside, who is a perfect tyrannical overlord, by the way. As, as I said to you, Stephen, he's the perfect level of serious versus cheese in this movie. In every movie. Well, yes. <laughs> He's clearly a classic motion picture meltdown actor. We have done so fucking many of his movies, and for damn good reason, Scanners, they fucking rule. Highlander 2. <laughs> I love how you said Scanners and then Highlander 2. Not Total Recall. Okay. Total Recall. Starship Troopers. Yes. He's you like, know what to fucking do, Rico. He's like a second banana villain <laughs> in, uh, in Total Recall. He is the main villain in... Highlander too. He's, he's the movie a, he's is a second very banana villain because of it. <laughs> he's only second banana in rank. All right. Yeah. He yeah. does. He does the most villaining in the movie by far. The other guy's just like ha 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 ha. I'm pulling the strings. It's like you're the other fucking guys lame. Are Dick Jones. <laughs> yeah. It's exact. Fuck yes, Dick Jones. Always bring up Dick Jones when you get the chance. Well, it's the same guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, where does this movie begin? This movie begins focusing on uh, young the kid. <laughs> Yeah. Played by Monroe Chambers. And he's just kind of uh, post-apocalyptic around, gathering. I think he was like 20 in this movie. or His character wasn't 20. How the think. fuck are people who were born in 1990 30 years Where Hi, the man. fuck are we, man? <laughs> Raise my hand. This, this motherfucker's 30 and he looks 15. Still. I mean, that, that's me. I was born in 1990. Say, I saw Rick Springfield yesterday and, he looked, and he's 70 and looks 38. Yeah. So... <laughs> I don't think he's 20 in the movie. He wouldn't call himself Turbo Kid. Well, he didn't, though, to be fair. It was a robot, friendly robot who called him... Uh... By the way, we're spoiling this. It was friendly robot who, uh, who <laughs> called him... <laughs> who called him uh, Turbo Kid because he was like, I guess I'm not cool enough to be Turbo Rider. 
or Turbo Man. Well, no, it was it's Turbo Rider. Rider. Yeah, Turbo Man. Is... Turbo Man is like copywritten. All right, we're not getting sued. Turbo Man. Turbo Man. And of course, he has like a little Jurassic Park three bunker yep. underground with all his fucking candy bars and cereal, and he has a bunch of fucking Turbo Rider T Rex piss. <laughs> when he finds like the uh, power glove, it's almost the exact same scene from uh, America Three Thousand. Yeah, yep. where he, fall, he falls into a hidden bunker. They stole this from America 3000. <laughs> Plain and simple. There was a message from the president. There was a fucking suit for him to put on. There were advanced weaponry. Literally everything, everything that happens in America 3000, a movie that basically no one has fucking heard of, except for us and, who, and the 17 yeah. people who listen well, to the show. Well, there's no juicing. There's no juicing. No juicing's ass. He gets a fucking rocket launcher arm. No, Effectively. I mean, like, he doesn't... He means a juicing machine. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the water production. That was the other post-apocalyptic movie we watched. The one with Bruce Campbell. Yeah. The one with the giant juicer. Where, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, the, the, the VR movie. Juicer. Yeah. Mind Warp. Mind, Mind Warp. warp. Yes. yes. They stole that straight out of my... It was almost the same, was the same prop! <laughs> there just wasn't a fun slide that led to it. That was the only difference. <laughs> he cut out the slide middleman. Man, this movie sure did steal an awful lot of shit right out front. He's a gatherer. He gathers a lot of, like, necessities as well as, like, Turbo Rider stuff because he's a huge fanboy of Turbo right. Rider. Also, right off the bat, he catches a weird mutant rat that slashes his face and he kills it with his fucking awesome created double hammer, which is just two hammers duct taped together. <laughs> Super effective, by the way. Steven, did this look like the rat monkey from uh... Star Wars? No, uh, is it brain damage. No, not brain damage. Uh, brain brain scan. Dude, no, not brain scan. The rat monkey from uh, Peter Jackson. Brain. Oh, brain dead. Brain dead. Brain dead. <laughs> well, the reason you're confused is because that movie's so old and so from a different country that it has like three or four different fucking names. Yeah, yes. yeah. Plus, there's only a trillion movies that have practically the same fucking like idea called brain whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Brains are just. It's just a trope of horror movies that it's just like, oh, we'll just call it brain fucking telephone. Well, doesn't matter. <laughs> this is where he takes the rat to basically Moss Eisley yeah. to uh, to trade it for delicious, you know, whatever. Well, he's trading it to Jabba the Hutt as a pet. Yes. <laughs> some, some foggy ass water and some, some stuff. Fucking salacious crumb. <laughs> and this is also where you get introduced to uh, Frederick the, the Cowboy, who establishes himself as a badass right off the bat by beating some crazy Aztec-looking dude in arm wrestling. Yeah, he's, he's an Australian cowboy just named Frederick the Arm Wrestler, and his mm. whole thing is just, he arm wrestles people, and the stakes are, like, when they're grabbed together, on each side is a toaster that has a fucking branding iron sticking up out of the wires, mm -hmm. so that you just slam their hand onto it and burn the oh, shit. Oh, this out was of some it. hands of steel shit. Yeah, like the, this is like let's put an obstacle on each side of people's arms, and whoever the loser is gets double fucked because they're gonna get bitten by a rattlesnake. They straight up cherry picked all of their favorite shit from a fuckload of unknown movies, and it works. <laughs> well, I mean, that's why that's why I said cherry picked instead of just took all those VHSs and threw them into the fucking juicer and just whatever came out. Yeah, because that's also happened in a lot of the movies we've reviewed. But this one is like the polished version of that, and it's complete with just like very few visual effects and a fuck ass load of special. So Frederick, at this point, he leaves the the little cantina and 
Uh, he's told that his brother has been captured by Zeus, the warlord. Yeah, which Frederick is at odds with Zeus because they're trying to find the water source, mm-hmm. and Zeus doesn't want him to find it. Right. And earlier in the movie, for like a, a split second, you see what happens to Frederick's brother. He gets smashed in the head with a uh, by an executioner with a giant cinder block axe. Yeah. Or a hammer. Giant cinder block hammer. They cut away from that one. I was a little disappointed by that. Yeah. It's not like it's a character we care about. It was almost like a tease. Like It's almost like to gear you up like, oh, okay, so this movie is going to be tame. Yeah, they, they don't want to play their, their hand yet. Well, it is in some ways and it's not in some ways. I mean, it kind of goes back and forth being a little too cute for its own good and a... Yeah, and a little splat stick. It's it's <sighs> it's really bizarre actually because they spend a lot of time on the like silly cute stuff, and I don't really, I, I get very confused several times in the movie. Like, who the fuck is this for? Yeah, it's it's really for people that don't have an actual nostalgia for the VHS. It's more like people that went to the video store when they were kids and weren't allowed to get those videos because yeah. they look too goddamn cool. <laughs> it's like parents won't allow it. <laughs> too cool <laughs> we've got a verdict on item 9 <laughs> illegal so Frederick goes to find his brother uh, and this is where the kid meets his new friend Apple Apple, Apple. who as Philip already spoiled you find out is a robot and like she's super strange throughout the beginning of the movie but like you find out she's a robot pretty quickly the beginning of the whatever first act or they're, not first act the beginning of the second act or something like that or I yeah. guess maybe you might be able to call it the end of the second act. It's pretty early. It's like the first third of the fucking movie. When it yeah, happens. so they're, they're out gathering together, and you know, there's chemistry forming between the two that's kind of, you know, a little distrustful to start out because, like, you know, he's been alone, and she's kind of a little overbearing to start. Enthusiastic, <laughs> yes, to say the least. Extremely. Dude, overbearing, the first thing she does is slap an unremovable tracker on his wrist. <laughs> <laughs> And appears in his fucking bunker. Well, yeah, she that's how she knew where his bunker was. Because he ran away immediately because he's like, this bitch is fucking well, crazy. she was saying goodbye to uh, her last friend who was a just a dried up corpse. corpse. <laughs> it's like, see you later. Uh, sucks that you died, but I have a new friend now, so I don't have to stand here and bother you anymore. You can move on to the afterlife or whatever you do. And uh, by the time she gets done with her goodbye, he's fucking beat it the shit out of there. But of course... Too fucking late, dude. You already got a fucking tracker on your wrist, which is plainly what it is, and he doesn't try to do anything with it until he gets back to his fucking hideout. Mistake.com. <laughs> yeah, which, while well, well, we're mentioning the fact that she's a robot, just, she is, like, a friendship model. Yeah. For, like, all intents and purposes, like, she is human. Yeah. But, robot. Yeah, she can feel, drink, eat, like, breathe, all the, all the human shit. Yeah. All the human shit we hate doing. Yeah, and she's like, I don't have to, <laughs> but the illusion works better if I do. Right. So they're out gathering, and he makes her a weapon called the gnome stick, which is just a broken baseball bat with a garden gnome fucking duct tape to it, which is pretty sweet. Which, by the way, depending on what this gnome is made out of, it's fucking hella-ass weapon. Yeah. I'm gonna say right now. Because that duct tape's not gonna break. Like, it's just simply wrapped around it. You ever wrapped duct tape around something and then tried to peel it back off? Not only that, but it's it's heavy and pointed. You know, while we were talking, I th- just thought I would look up mistake.com, which you can own today for $75,000. <laughs> if I had 75 grand to just piss away, you better believe Jesus that. Mistake.com. Mistake.com hey, sounds... Listen, if you're pissing away 75 grand, I'm definitely turning it into water. <laughs> yeah, no shit. That'd be some hella water. Yeah, Mistake.com would be perfect because every it would basically just be the like 
the video, the videos that you already see on the internet all the time on YouTube and everything, it's just yeah. a place for them to be and a and a and a beautiful fucking catchphrase <laughs> to fucking go on. It's like, how does it? How, does anything capture it better? Mistake.com. It's like, yeah, this was a fucking mistake. So you met Apple. Oh, okay. And she gets um, kidnapped. Yeah, she gets kidnapped. She fucks with his shit. She gets kidnapped. Yeah, because he he takes her out scavenging because she like wants to be friends. So he's like, all right, here's the rules. Here's this stuff. Like they kind of get to know each other. Well, this is going on. Frederick like went out with like his band of people to find his brother, and they all like stopped for like a piss break, and everyone gets killed except Frederick. So he gets gets taken by Zeus, and so well. First, you get introduced to the non Michael Ironside, Irons, Michael Ironside of the movie Skeletron. Yes, who is not necessarily the villain, the top villain, but probably the most memorable villain from the film. Yeah, definitely so. I mean, he, he's the uh, second in band. He's like the Destro, basically. Uh, I would argue against that because like Destro actually says stuff. This he's guy, smart. this guy's just like the hitter. Yeah. Like he's just there to like walk around with Zeus, and like when Zeus is just like, "All right, take care of this," like he just does it. And Skeletron basically just wears football pads and has a like carved welder helmet, basically to look like a skull, and then a buzzsaw shooting gauntlet thing. Yeah, I'm confused about that though because like sometimes he shoots the buzzsaws, but other times he just runs the saw. But like I feel like he's there are many moments in this film where he's like on the defense and like getting ready to saw someone's face where he could just shoot it into their face and then doesn't. I don't know, because I know, like, a section you're talking about, like, maybe he has to, like, do something that he can't do while someone's holding his arm no, back. No, maybe. It never shows what he has to do to fire the thing, but it also could be that he thinks he can chop them, and he doesn't want to fire it because that's his last blade or something. Yeah, maybe. Because, I mean, maybe. it's reloadable, but how the fuck many of those could there possibly be in there that actually, like, like... You could stack a bunch, but they, like it wouldn't work. There has to be some kind of mechanism to be the hopper to like put them in, and there's only so many that's going to fit in there with that going on in there. And also, there's this whole saw, and I guess this thing is powered by Jesus because it's like what is this gas powered? I don't hear him fucking. This is more motor. or less a cartoon. Yeah. No, for sure, it's a it's a hundred percent a cartoon. But like, if we're going to argue why he didn't shoot him in the face with a with a razor, it's just simply that that didn't call for it right now. None of this fucking like, shit matters because he's fucking awesome. Yes. And he fucking shoots saw blades at people and chops half their fucking heads off. Apple gets captured by some uh, rando, and the kid runs away, and he's pursued. And the funniest thing about any sort of, like, chase scene in this movie is the fact that, like, of course it's apocalypse, so there's no cars, like, animals or anything. It's just everyone just uses bikes. Just BMX. Dude, all it's so place. funny because you get to a lot of, like, the normal... Mad Max chase scenes yes. in this movie, and they're and just they're so slow. <laughs> they're so fucking slow, and it looks like a bunch of bullies like going after like the kid in the neighborhood or whatever. I mean, it is that, except for these bullies are specifically chasing to kill. This is kind of how I imagine that Solar Babies movie, which is a kind of post-apocalypse on skates. I've never heard of Solar Babies. <laughs> Me neither. Okay, well, I haven't seen it. I've only I only just know that basic premise. <laughs> And I know uh, Mel Brooks was a producer on it. Uh, yeah, okay, that's going on the Did list. you say Solar Babies or Solar Babes? Solar Babies. Oh, okay. Dang. Is it too much to ask that it somehow... They make our dreams come true. Yeah, <laughs> god damn it. I was going to say, is it too much to ask that it somehow steals the theme song from Muppet Babies? <laughs> Kid falls into a bunker, like we mentioned. Turns out Turbo Rider is fucking real. And so he's an actual superhero. See, so he gets the armor, he gets the gauntlet, goes outside, like, he's kind of doing some things. It's like... 
okay, this is like, it just looks like motorcycle padding for the most part. And then he fires an energy blast at a mountainside. It's like, oh, okay, this is a real fucking weapon then. So he runs into the bandit that took Apple. They're having like this standoff and it's like, okay, you have a gauntlet. What's this guy do? And the guy fires a rocket fist on the chain at him. Mm-hmm. And then he gets shot by a turbo kid and he just pops like a melon. Mm-hmm. Just blah. So um he gets he gets Apple back. Well, he, he doesn't get Apple back yet. He he tracks her. Yes, because that guy the, trapped her and took her this away. This is the first big battle. Yes. Uh, Frederick's in there. Uh, I think he's has he already has his hand cut off? Yes. Yep. He just has a stub. Frederick is like challenged by Michael Ironside to arm wrestle one of his thugs, and then instead of doing that, he just whips all of his thugs' his asses and then tries to fight Michael Ironside, who just easily catches his hand in the air and it's just like are you fucking kidding me? Like, what, do you think you're going to punch me to death? And then, of course, Skeletron just out of nowhere and just straight slices that fucking okay. hand off. From the, are you serious? You think you're going to punch me to death? He does look like a soft old man because he he is in real life. <laughs> yes. But that's the, that's the rub is that it's like, in a movie such as this, the surprises can be real because you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, anything yeah. is everything's crazy. Also, typically the softer old men that are in these positions of power in fucking post-apocalyptic movies, there's a reason that they're in those positions. Like Dennis Hopper in Waterworld. Like, yeah, they they look soft and old, but they've seen some shit. Yeah, yeah. They just have no hesitation. Similarly to the n- ninja teaching later from Apple. I think this is the the last time that uh, I saw Michael Ironside before he started to get you know. A little too old. He's still got a little bit of menace to his voice here. And I know I've seen him in stuff since then, and uh, his voice has kind of gone a little bit. He's got like a, a little bit of a slur. I think he could have... Like an old man slur, not the other kind. I think he could have played the unhinged role in the movie Unhinged. Like, he could have played the Russell Crowe part. He never gets that high profile of a lead role. No. Never. But I think he could have done it. It's just that... I don't know that he's even interested in that. Like, that takes a lot. He is perfect for this kind of role, and for the roles he's played. Like, uh, fucking Ratchak from Starship Troopers might be my favorite one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. He's the leader of this group, and it's at the pool party, which used to be the pool facility or something. It's this big place where, like, there's a pool, and, like, I don't think it's for swimming. And maybe it is. I don't fucking know. It It, looks all industrial, but then also... I think it would have been for swimming at one point. (laughs) <laughs> so this is where the gladiator fights happen inside this big pool and uh apple's there one-handed fred who used to be an arm wrestle but now his dominant hand is gone and extra guy and then turbo kid shows up and he's like hey let them fucking go let the girl go this is like i'll fucking blow your ass up because he knows he has a fucking arm straight up mega man arm cannon which is straight up what it is like <laughs> You could take screenshots from this and then put them on the cover of the next Mega Man game and no one would even bat an eye because that's the cover of Mega Man games. It's just poor drawings that have nothing to do with the game. Oh, the first one is the worst. Dude, it's so good, though. It's so fucking good. (laughs) They all are, really. Yeah. Also, his cannon is fucking dead, too, by the way, and he doesn't know it. So they just laugh at him and throw him in the pool and he has like a... It's not a machete... But it kind of looks like a... Is it called a scimitar? Is that a kukri? Yeah, that's curved in the other direction. It, it's like a kukri, but those kukri. are generally like... That's right. Those are big-ass knives. This is like a machete that's curved. And then, a of course... <laughs> sure. <laughs> and he's got his double-sided hammer, which... The whole, the whole thing that with the, where they're at, like, Zeus reveals that, like, he has a grinder, and he's just like, do you have any idea how much water is in the human body? And, like, he just pulps people, and it makes, like, ten gallons of water at a time. Right. Which is like... 
Sure, I'm down for this. Yeah. Yeah, except for it's a hilariously unsustainable system. It's like you can't pull people for water and then feed those people wa- feed the other people water. First of all, you run out in like half an hour. Not literally. But run out of water or people? Obviously both. The people are coming the water is coming from the people, so if you had one warlord who needed water and a hundred you know, like fifty people or a hundred people, he could sustain himself for a long time, but he wouldn't maintain loyalty because he's giving this water to them for their loyalty. So it makes no fucking sense. But of course it's just a cartoon movie, so my question about this part is okay so you talk about this random guy that's thrown in here with our heroes and like the fred makes this whole plan about who's going to take on who you know you see yeah. it in a billion movies and so like this guy turns around and runs toward who he's going to attack falls on his own knife and just kills himself <laughs> how the fuck did this man last this long in the fucking apocalypse steven <laughs> i think you've just answered your own question because that would be like if I ask, how are you still alive, given the number of times you've just been walking and then your ankle just breaks. <laughs> you can just be walking and just, whoop, there it goes. My fucking body's broken. Out in the wasteland, I'm he's dead. probably scurrying around. Yeah, Not he, uh, involved in any actual action. He could be part lizard for all and, we fucking know. This is magic land. And this is why you don't run with knives. Exactly. Especially <laughs> you don't run with it in your hand. So... Just so, just so everybody knows, you hold a knife pointed out. You never hold it, like, in your hand like this, and you never hold it underneath like that. You want to hold it like the guys in, uh... Streets of Rage, yes. <laughs> the Streets of Rage games. They have it, like, down at their waist, and they're, like... They just charge it, you know, the... the Those little... guys are the fucking worst. Uh, hip level. Kind of close to where the dick would be. <laughs> yes. So he stabs himself immediately to death. Uh, Apple goes to work doing what she was asked to do, which is whip somebody's ass with a fucking gnome bat. And then the other two, Fred and uh, Turbo Kid, go to work on, like, the other people with whom they were assigned. And they're having their little fight or whatever, and, um... This part is fucking great. It needs to be mentioned. The guy that Turbo Kid runs up on, he, he uses his big fucking blade. He slashes through this guy's forehead, and then slits his throat, and then kicks him in the balls. Yep. <laughs> like, third. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he got, a uh... Eyes, mouth, <laughs> balls. Yeah, Apple gave him a self-defense course. Yeah, well, that's that's later. This point right here. No, I mean this this happened in the pool. He in the pool is. You guys are both right because the the lesson is later, and he does use that technique later. But he uses it kind of right here too. Oh. Like he does slash the guy's face. Like just I think he t- cuts the top of his head off, and it slides over. And then Fred picks up that top of that head and uses it to stab the other dude because it's got okay, like spikes on the top. I think the exact. Uh, Thing that you're talking about is later in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. Like what happens here is he he cuts the one guy across the top of his head. Yes. Doesn't cut all the way through, and it causes the from forehead up to spin. Yeah. Like on a pivot, spraying blood everywhere. Yeah. So then they start fighting. One dude stabs Frederick in his fucking bloody stump arm, mm-hmm. and then Turbo Kid decapitates a dude that has a spiked helmet on, which the head falls toward Frederick, and he just grabs it, and just jabs it through this guy's entire skull. So good. This is a what, however many minute warning we're into this podcast. What are we, 35 minutes in, approximately? It's a lot of fighting. <laughs> just fine to say now, this movie fucking rules, and it's really hard to fault it of anything that it does. Like... Every step of the way, you get like a fun little, like Dehart said, it's almost like a cartoon. It feels like if one of those old, like like an old episode of like Transformers or like one of those really great 80s cartoons was just like balls to the wall, not giving a fuck about gore or fucking anything. It's an extremely simple story, like at its core, that is just done perfectly. And music 
fucking slaps. Uh, so so the, the director of this movie, Francois Simard, he actually does another movie called Summer of 84, which is on my list to eventually podcast. But both this movie and that movie have soundtracks done by Lamatos, which is like this really awesome synth wave, like just excellently written score for this movie. Like each individual scene is just scored perfectly, in my opinion. Like I was saying before, it's it's... If you're going to be bored by us describing how much we love this movie, we're not going to have anything funny and mean to say about well, it. Well, I mean, the basic idea is Warlord meets a uh, kid and his new friend. And the kid loses his friend, kid gets friend back, kid loses his friend again. <laughs> yeah. Warlord is now angry because he was made to look like a pussy because Turbo Kid blows up his fucking machine with his uh, laser blast and then everybody just kind of scatters. Because what we didn't know until just now is that the thing that the arm cannon has like a certain number of hits, and then it's empty, and then it can recharge, and then it goes back up to full, which is hilarious. Because when he found it, it didn't have a full charge. So how the fuck does this thing work? Video game logic. <laughs> it's got that cool Maybe down. it only recharges when it's, when it's uh, attached to something living. It could be. Ooh, there it is. It sucks the life force out of you. Maybe it's biothermal. Bioelectricity. I mean, dude, that's no re more ridiculous than anything. It could be <laughs> charged up by just simple kinetic energy. Just, yeah. just moving it around, charging just, it up. I don't know. It's like we just didn't see the scene in between all of this where he just jerked off for 45 minutes. <laughs> I was about to make that joke. <laughs> just, my, my cannon's Phil's, empty. Phil's perverted mind beat you to it, though. My, my cannon's <laughs> empty. I better empty my other cannon and recharge this cannon. Ugh. They run off, but... Apple's been shot by Michael Ironside, so they have to go find a... It doesn't matter. Continuum Transfunctioner, you may as well call it. Because she's a, losing a, a hearts. A bio-fucking-what-have-you. Yeah. So, she's losing heart power. Literal heart power. Literal 8-bit heart power, which is displayed on her wrist. So, they're making their way to... They get a tip that the uh, robot graveyard is this way. Highway 42 or some damn thing. They get there, um, but on their way there, they encounter... Skeletron, who's been sent out to fuck their shit up. So, there's a battle between Skeletron and Apple and Turbo Kid and two cronies. He, Turbo Kid blows the cronies up, but yeah. Skeletron gets the better of him, He's saws off shifty. Apple's head. So, he jumps into a, a toxic waste dump or some damn old thing. Well, I think this is just something that's on the way to the, uh, to the robot, robot graveyard. graveyard. Yeah. 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 Some poison fields or some shit. He merely just duct tapes her head back onto the head of a different robot. Like, that's his solve for this. And uh, he's like, well, doesn't seem to have worked. I don't know why I thought it would. I guess I'll just uh, pass out right here. It's because duct tape fixes everything. It clearly does. Yeah, like, he, he breathed in a bunch of toxic gas. And he's just trying to do something before he goes unconscious. He connects the head on, duct tapes it falls unconscious when he wakes up Frederick's found him and uh, is pulling him like in his sidecar on, on his bike and Frederick's like well I went to the robot graveyard to get a new robotic arm and so they, they weren't able to save Apple and Frederick's plan is he's gonna go fight Zeus now and he's got a bomb strapped to the side of, of his bike Frederick is now the hands of steel mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's you know he's ready to go out there and robot arm wrestling fucking A dude when he got his arm cut off I was like man they just nerfed Fred. Like, what the fuck? Okay, I guess, I mean, he could still fight. For some reason, Michael Ironside had somebody surgically like, close up his hand wound. 
Don't know why you would do that. They had to nerf him in order to make him come back even more steampunk. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, this is obviously cyberpunk since this isn't powered by steam and it doesn't Cyber. look like a fucking pocket watch. <laughs> yeah, so then we're coming up to like the final battle here, right? Right. Well, so- no, you find out the backstory, which is important to the film. So there's actually, it's kind of an abrupt flashback. You don't really know what's going on and then you see like... Michael yeah, like Iron- half of it earlier. Yeah, like Michael Ironside and Skeletron are like, they go to this like, it's basically fucking... It's like, like a Coleman camper. What I was going to say it's like a, the fucking Luke Skywalker's aunt and uncle in fucking, yeah. uh, in Star Wars, like their little, their little house or whatever. They are moisture farming. <laughs> it is true. Yeah. Flashback of his parents getting killed is fucking great. Because it's such a good origin yeah. story, and his fucking mom is hardcore fucking military. Yeah, she is. She's like, well, guess we're all gonna die anyway, so fuck you, Michael Ironside. Yeah. Blow! Fucking arrow to the eyeball. Eat shit. And his fucking dad gets straight up diced. Yes. And sliced. Yeah. <laughs> that effect was awesome. Skeletron fucking slices him, and like his body falls apart like piece by piece, and it was like all practical. So it was just a bunch of fucking... like chunks the dedication and practical effects in this movie is the fucking highlight of this movie besides obviously michael ironside being like he's not like over the moon the greatest or anything he does good and this is a good role for him of course all of the fun the fun stuff we've been talking about but like right out in front is the fucking we're doing this hardcore fucking gore ass 80s style it's happening so turbo kid is just a child at this point and he runs off and they let him go. Yeah, they're just like, he's not going to last in the wasteland. And, of course, he does. That comes back to him. This whole flashback is it coming back to Turbo Kid like, oh yeah, that's why this guy's familiar. Yeah. Because he's the he's the one that killed my parents. So it adds, like, cool, like Philip said, kind of a cool origin story that gives some some more emotion to the film. They have their, their whole standoff and... Zeus is just like, all right, let's do this. And then he just summons all of his henchmen. So it's like, it's like a a bunch of nameless mooks and then Skeletron. And I don't think she has a name, but his badass bodyguard lady who straight up kicks the shit out of Turbo Kid here in a second. Yeah, I don't know. But it's funny because like they, the minions go at them one at a time. And then like Turbo Kid and Frederick just look back and forth at each other of just like, hey, watch me do this brutal kill. The best one probably is Frederick just going... Hey, kid. And then he just turns and looks at this dude with his robot arm, grabs the guy's jaw. (laughs) It sounds horrible when he does it. He just pulls it off and then shoves it through the guy's skull. But the sound it makes me... Through his eye holes. Yeah. Yeah. The sound it makes is just... And then he just pulls it off. And then it's like a a pop sound when he pushes it into his fucking eyes. Oh, it's so bad. But so good. Apple had taught him... Eyes, throat, generals. <laughs> yeah, and that's when. He and then he showed it. He, he showed uh, his moves to Frederick during that last battle with the uh, the slice across the eyes and the slice across the throat and then the kick in the balls. I think he was showing him his own version. That's why he yelled, "Hey, kid!" Because he rips off. He goes with the jaw first. Well, he which, he kicks the guy in the nuts. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's just like, "Hey, kid, remember that thing you did earlier?" It's like, "Hey, this is my take on it." Call back. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, fucking Turbo Kid is just blasting fools, and they're like. They're blasting in half and like... Well, like he hasn't done that yet because he, he doesn't have the gauntlet. So oh, he's that's just, right. That's he's right. just fighting people. But he, he starts like a stack of bodies on this one dude because a guy with a shovel charges him, stabs it to another guy, 
and then Turbo Kid dodged something and fell on the shovel, which just flung that like a catapult through the air. Right. The, the whole reason he gets his, his gauntlet back is like when it seems like that they're like they're going to like die because like the hench lady has walked up and is just kicking the actual shit out of him. Right. Apple is reactivated and of course he still has a tracker on, so she grabs his gauntlet, comes there, she starts by impaling the the, the henchman lady. Like through the chest with, with a, a unicorn bike, yeah, unicorn bike, <laughs> and it was like I brought your glove back to him, and at that point, that's when like they just start murdering everyone. Yeah, yeah, they murk them all. They kill every damn one of his henchmen until there's nothing left but just simply knocked out Skeletron and Michael Ironside, who's like, all right, enough of my henchmen are dead. I guess I'm just going to go on a shooting spree. and just starts capping motherfuckers. Shoots Apple straight in the fucking chest. Huge fucking hole. Shoots Fred in the shoulder. He goes down. And then he's like, so was this so fucking difficult? He's like looking around at his henchmen who are all just fucking corpses. Yeah. He's like, I literally, it's like, it's like, yeah, it would have been so difficult if they also had guns, you fucking dick. <laughs> You're forgetting the romantic kiss here, though, Philip, because Skeletron's getting ready to kill Apple before Turbo Kid gets back up with a, like a collapsible like beach umbrella, impales Skeletron with it, opens it up, which just pulps him, and then like holds the umbrella up while there's just a rain of blood, and then like. Dude, the blood mist rain went on for so fucking long <laughs> yeah. after he hit it the ground. It was glorious. <laughs> I would love to see a behind-the-scenes shot of this effect happening. Like the fucking sprinkler systems they had set up that are just filled with, fu- like, hooked up to these huge blood tanks. Just like, <laughs> it's just so fucking hilarious. Like, it's like, they talk about how much water is in the human body, and they're like, it's 10 gallons, and they fucking show you at minimum 50 gallons per person right. in this movie. It's ridiculous, the amount of fucking blood. Turbo Kid, he shoots Michael Ironsides, mm-hmm. and turns out Michael Ironsides is also a robot. Well, he shot him earlier, and Michael Ironside has been knocked out for a little bit during this whole Skeletron fight. Yeah. And you kind of wonder why the fuck he hasn't, like, exploded like everybody else, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's the final boss. Like, to me, yeah. he gets hit by the electric shock thing, and it's like he just goes down, and it's like, it wouldn't. It needs to be somehow different, and all the explosions of bodies we've gotten so far have been so over the top, there's not really a way to make this one more over the top than those. So I figure they just, like, lateral move to, like, combo breaker! He's, like, shaking and, like, flopping around and, like, falls to the ground in slow motion. It's like, okay, so he went down like a straight-up video game villain. Yeah. Yeah, so he gets up, and it, it turns out that he's some sort of, like, killer robot that's specifically de- designed to, like, destroy corporations, is what he says. I think he was, like, a... He was designed to run corporations, I thought. Like, in, with an iron fist. Yeah, he was, like, a, a, a copy of a corporation runner designed to, to like, run rich people in corporations and yeah. stuff. So, yeah, he gets up. He's, he's doing his Dragon Ball Z... I'm going to charge up for the rest of time move. These are the worst looking effects in the movie. Well, because they're all visual effects, which I did not invest in for this film. No. For a good reason. Like, (laughs) I don't give a fuck how bad these effects look because it, like, they invested in the right place as far as I'm concerned. Like, sprinklers are blood every fucking day. Forget about this fucking... Oh, it's a shame these don't look like they're the lasers from Star Wars. It's like, who gives a flying dog's dick? It could have honestly just shown him, like, Super Saiyan up without any effects, and I would have been fine with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't matter. Yeah. So, he's powering up, which seems to be, like, 
affecting them somehow. They're like, Ugh, we're well, getting shot like, by lasers. Isn't he blasting like a, a this shit out of his mouth? Yeah, like some kind of ray, but it doesn't look like a laser. It's like it looks a lightning. Like he's, ray. It's either it's either he's like, it's like a stunner to like hold him in place while he charges up his like ridiculous cannon. It's the red lightning from Star Wars. That's a yeah, that the emperor has. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was making emperor hands. And yeah, you can't see it because this is a podcast. So <laughs> he turbo man, turbo turbo man now. I guess he's finally become a turbo man. He kicks the makeshift bomb that never went off from earlier, which I don't know if we mentioned, but there was a makeshift bomb, and he kicks it over to Michael Ironside, who seems to be so enthralled with the power up motion that he can't. Like, pay attention to that. Like, if he, if he was fine to just kick it away, he should have just kicked it away, but he doesn't. Well, he could probably only do so much at one time. Exactly. The, he's in power-up mode. That means it's like when your computer's starting up. What? It's on. That doesn't mean you can do anything. We also didn't mention, it's not too important, but we didn't mention the fact that, like, his face prosthetic looks really neat, too. Yeah. Like, they did, like, a T-800, like, Terminator metal under his skin with like right. a red glowing eye and whatnot it was a th- nice throwback he he's got some different living metal prosthetics on his skeleton yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> living tissue on the over endoskeleton he's got um a bunch of other prosthetics on his face like for some reason like there's like a little like piece popping out of his forehead like a little horn that's like that it's not like that was under his skin it must have been like deployable at will i guess or if he gets He's just like, no, nah, I need to look scary right now. I so. need to be more devilly. Yeah. Anyways, he gets blown to fucking fuck. Like a literal nuclear blast, it looks like. Or like a small... Well, not nuclear, I guess. Yeah, but it and, looks uh, fucking insane. Turbo Kid would have suffered the same fate, but uh, Apple shielded him from the blast. Who thought it would have been funnier if, um, after Michael Ironside reveals himself to be a robot, if she just... You know, Turbo Kid's like, what the fuck, you're a robot too? And Apple's like... Yeah, this is an obvious Microsoft, is it not? <laughs> like, clearly this is a Microsoft. Yeah, she's a Mac and he's a PC. Exactly! She's way more user-friendly, he's way more of a powerhouse. <laughs> Do you think that uh, we should start she's a Michael Apple. Ironside fan club called The Iron Sidekicks? <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with it. there's not a movie Michael Ironside is in. That isn't awesome. He knows how to fucking read a script and know when shit's going to be badass. Mm. All right, name it then. Do me the list. Highlander 2 is not awesome. It Dude, is, though. Highlander of. 2 was the fucking shit when it came it, out. It is, that's a, it's, a, it's a fun movie. It doesn't make any fucking sense if you think about it at all. Forget about... Do you think Michael Ironside sucked in Highlander 2? No, but you, you didn't say that. You just said that he wasn't in a movie that wasn't awesome. And I don't think that movie's awesome. Well, okay... <laughs> The movie is dumb as all fuck, and I don't like it, but people think it's awesome. I'd watch it today. <laughs> <laughs> also, I watch it right fucking now. Also, the I think what Philip's trying to say is, regardless of what the movie is, Michael Ironside is going to be awesome. In yes, it. that is a hundred percent true. Are we ready to move on? I think we are ready to move on. This movie was very recommendable. Um, again, two thousand fifteen, so it's kind of a sleeper hit because I don't think a lot of people have seen it. But also, I think that's a huge problem with da, 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 who the fuck is this aimed at? Who's the target audience? We don't really know. It should be everybody. In front of it makes it look like it's a kid's movie. It's called Turbo Kid. <laughs> oh, God. Imagine kids watching oh, this yeah. movie. <laughs> Dude, I bet you somebody, I bet you fucking somebody showed this to their kid on streaming 
if it was ever on Netflix or you, or Hulu or anything, it's like it Turbo was. Kid. Yeah, it was on Netflix. It's on Shutter now, but if they I guarantee like, you that plenty of kids have seen this. Right? <laughs> and you know what? To for that reason, I say God bless you, Turbo Kid. Because <laughs> fuck all this protecting children from everything. Yeah. We need our kids to be hard asses, because if they're not, they're just gonna be little bitches. <laughs> Which I don't like to say because that has implications, but you know what I fucking mean. They'll be weak. They'll be weak. They'll be fucking quiet boys. They'll be fucking losers. God, Philip sounds like one of those fucking guys that have beat the shit beat out of his kids and then they beat the shit out of their kids. Yes. Steven, there's obviously a middle ground between beating your children and then treating them like they're, fu- like they're gonna pop if yes. you touch them too hard. It's roughhousing. That is the middle ground. <laughs> fucking Philip right now is just, I'm a type A personality, work hard, play hard, you fucking pussy! No excuses, <laughs> eat shit! <laughs> oh, Cheats just, I swear to God, you just about had a fucking heart attack. Cheats! <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure when you did that, your left eye bulged a little bit. Well, yeah. As, as we all know, Cheats is the greatest actor between all four of us. He's just absolutely can get into character. Just now, it's like, Normally, Cheats is just, like, climbing all over his own words, can't stop speeding up to save his life, but if he's got something hard-ass to say, boom, delivers that shit. (laughs) So, speaking of hard-ass. Oh, yeah. All right, so let's move on to 2019's VFW, directed by Joe Begos, and starring a bunch of old, awesome, normally supporting actors. Yeah. Most of them took place in in horror movies, Mm -hmm. pretty popular horror movies. Uh, Stephen Lang, of course, most recently from Don't Breathe. You've got William Sadler, who is known as the main villain from Die Hard 2, but also Demon Knight. Yep. Uh, you've got Fred Williamson, who was from uh, Dust Till Dawn. Yep. He was from from Dust Till Dawn. Well, that and the uh, during the black exploitation era, he was making movies back then. Yeah, he was very popular then. You also have Martin Cove, who, of course, is the Cobra Kai master from. Karate Kid, and uh, the Hulk Hogan, Carl Weathers movies that we podcasted long ago. Yeah, of the main cast of like, the older actor here, I think the youngest one actually is Stephen Lang, and he's fucking 68. Oh, wow. So it's like, these are a bunch of like old fogies. You also had George Wendt, who was from Cheers, right? Yeah. yeah. Dude. And House. And House, yep, I was going to bring up House. He walks in and they basically call him Norm. <laughs> yeah, I mean. How about George Wendt being like, I guess I'm bored. I guess I'll just go be Norm again. Hey, uh, can I drink bu- beer at your set? <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm just good at drinking beer. beers on set, so. <laughs> it's fucking bizarre. I guess he still is probably just riding around in a fucking slip and slide of money from Cheers. Is that, I mean, is that what I'm to believe okay. is, the deal, is the, deal the deal here? The deal is, if you had a big role on a syndicated TV show, like, one that had more than 100 episodes or an original run, then it goes into reruns for fucking ever. You always get paid for that. Yes. And and now in the in the era of Larry David gets a billion dollars for Seinfeld because of Hulu, it's like that shit just triples and quadruples. Well, it just fucking exponentially... Exponentially? <laughs> Ex- Woo! Exponentially. <laughs> but, uh... Anyway, a lot of that... It's a perfectly cromulent word, okay? It is a perfectly cromulent word. It's like he was trying to trying to mix exponentially with bananas. <laughs> Look, Steven. Exponentially... Exponananas. Exponentially is a word that embiggens the soul of every man who speaks it, okay? Embiggens, yes, thank you. <laughs> this movie kind of kicks off like you already know that like Stephen Lang has seen some, seen some shit. 
what is his name in this? Fred? Yeah, his yeah. name's Fred in this. Because, like, as soon as he gets up, he's drinking. There's also several moments throughout the movie where he, like, is doing things in, in the VFW, like, where he's walking around and, like, taking care of business, and he's just, like, shuddering and, like, sighing and, like, drinking. And, like, he obviously has PTSD from hell. Yeah. And he does not like fucking going into detail about it, which pretty much all of his friends do. They're like, oh yeah, all of us got out after two tours, but this fucking guy, he went back five fucking times just killing people left and right. He was an animal, a maniac. It's the only time I ever saw him look like he felt alive. It's like, well... (laughs) Let's let's scale that back a little bit, right? Uh, They don't don't say that exact phrasing. Yeah, they do. Uh, Pretty much exactly that. They stopped short of showing us a flashback of him, like, going on a murderous rampage in a war and then accidentally killing, like, six or seven of his own dudes just in a crazy blood rage. Yeah. You know, like, I, I kind of feel like uh, Stephen Lang likes this kind of, like, new thing that he's got going where... Yes. Like, old badass. Give me as many of those as you can. <laughs> I don't... D-Hart, did you see Don't Breathe? Yeah, and for, like, half that movie, you're kind of rooting for him because... <laughs> he's fucking great in that movie. It's real... There's some really creepy, gross parts in it, but, like... He himself is real. Oh, like the the, the baster, yeah. <laughs> the baster, yeah. Nothing good can come out of that. Yeah, he's awesome in this movie. Pretty much everybody plays their roles perfectly in this film. Like, there's a really, really funny scene where, like, because it's Fred's birthday, and they're all talking about like stuff that they can do, and uh, William Sadler starts telling a story or whatever. And they basically want to take Fred to a strip club for his birthday mm. that night. And they're looking at this flyer of uh, one of the strippers who was the daughter of like a Miss America from 1963 or whatever. And they're talking about women shaving their genitals. And Fred Williams- Williamson picks up the fucking the paper and he's like, what gives her the right to shave her own pussy? <laughs> and Stephen Lang just goes... Sir Pussy. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, yes. I was so pleased with that, but I'm just like, this guy gets it. What are we talking about right I now? I almost, I feel like a lot of this movie didn't have a script. That, like, hey, you guys are old. Just talk how you would normally talk, talk. about pussies. I can agree with that because like it started out, and I was just like, their talking feels like really natural as far as what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like someone just came in and was just like, you're a bunch of old fogies. Talk out of well, you more. said the Fred Williamson was fucking. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. If you read the IMDb, Fred Williamson apparently guy's fucking eighty six. This is not an excuse, but like he's not gonna fucking listen. And he was like trying to like grope women on uh, like in like the makeup and costume department and stuff like that. And the producers wouldn't get rid of him, so they just were like, "All right, buddy system. Nobody's around Fred Williamson by themselves." And it's like, come on, man. Is he really eighty six? He's 80-something. Jeez. I think he's the oldest guy in this movie, except for maybe the guy on the... He's literally laying on the bar through <laughs> the entire movie. Yeah, 1938. God damn. Yeah. Old as fuck. Yeah. You know, of course, the premise is like, uh, you know, old veterans, they're defending their bar against a bunch of junkies. But the way the movie starts out is... They're super junkies. Super junkies. <laughs> it starts out very video gamey, where it's just like, there's a new drug, hype on the streets, and mm-hmm. does all this stuff. And like, all the people straight up look like they've come out of, like, Final Fight, Streets of Rage, something like that, where it's just, they're just on drugs, and there's just waves of Dude, them that have this, to fight. this is totally a setting from for, like, a RoboCop movie or, like, a Judge Dredd yeah. movie. Like, this is, like, a the, part of the rundown city from one of those universes. Yes. You know? And so, what kind of kicks this off is that, like, so they have their VFW, like, across the street from, like, this old, like, theater or movie something theater, like that. Yeah. 
And the whole thing is that it's ran by this gang of people that are just like, okay, we're not making sales anymore on, on hype. Everyone's rioting because, like, these people are so hopped up that, like, they want to do literally nothing except get high off hype. It's clearly one of those situations. Like, in this case, it's a, it's a drug that doesn't work. Because ideally, you want your drug addicts to be able to survive using your drug. Like, literally, the, the thing that kicks off this whole situation is that a girl who's addicted to this drug just jumps off a balcony to get this drug. Which makes no fucking sense, but that's obviously how much it melts your brain. She is kind of like, well, go at it. She's taunted into doing it, but she could just as easily have gone off. Walked around, just jumped all up. the way down. Right. And then it still get, could have gotten what remains of the drug off the ground. It's, rather than just jumping straight into it. I mean, they act like it's powder. So, so presumably almost all of it she could have gotten. And the issue is that... I mean, any of it that didn't blow away if there's like a wind... A draft in this theater. <laughs> so the issue is that her brain is straight up melted. Like people, yeah, yeah. people whose brains are literally melted where they aren't even able to be like coherent enough to beg for money to get more drugs that drug is useless yeah you gotta be able to at least you know put together a little a little scratch to, to go get more you have you know? to you have to be able to put together a couple brain cells to find <laughs> a way to get more money like uh there's a an episode of shameless i watched recently where they where fucking frank the main character of shameless is just fucking sucking dicks and just fucking selling pretend drugs. He's just out there on the fucking streets pounding the pavement. Like, these are not things you could do if you're, like, this fucked up. You just never would be able to afford any more drugs. Yeah. And then your 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 business would collapse immediately. You wouldn't become, like, Lord Vampire fucking Lost Boy style. <laughs> what if we cut it with baking powder? <laughs> hey, man, what if we did? What if we did, though? Okay, so... <laughs> The sister of the girl who's just jumped off the place, she's listening in on the uh, boss, knows that he's got a big deal coming up, and uh, it's like steals his shit before he can follow through, and ends up running into the VFW, which is across the street from this fucking den of scum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the older guys is like outside smoking a cigarette, and like he sees the girl running. No, he's not smoking a cigarette. He's smoking, smoking a, joint. a joint. Yeah, because right. they, they keep giving him shit about it. He's just like, it's medical, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he comes back inside, and he's like, uh, "There's people coming in here." He gets thrown to the ground by this girl who like runs into him, and all of a sudden, two thugs just like run in there. One just straight axes this old man in the fucking shoulder. And the other one is getting ready to stab the girl. And that's when Stephen Lang walks out from behind the bar with a fucking double barrel shotgun and straight explodes this guy's fucking head. Yeah. Great effect, by the way. Yeah. And shoots at the other guy, but he runs out the door before he can die. And thus starting a siege movie. Yes. Yeah, the uh, guy who got his head blown off is the brother of the uh, drug kingpin. Mm-hmm. Not that it would really matter that much because they still would at this point, would have the drugs. And yeah. it's like, they've still got a reason to go in, but I guess because of the brother death, Dude, there's he, no chance of them It's always got to be. Away. It's always got to be that situation where the sunglasses fall from the ceiling and land on the main bad guy, and he just goes, now it's personal. Just like, <laughs> I don't know why. I, I mean, I guess that it just must work. It must be convincing, but this is a trope from fucking everything. So, humans, just a PSA... 
you're all basic bitches, and I include myself in that. It's like there's like ten story mechanics <laughs> that work, and they just are in every fucking movie, and that's just all it is. Podcast over. Forever. <laughs> yeah, so our characters at this point stuck in the VFW. We have like the five like old men. And a young guy. We have, well, we have six old men. I wasn't counting Norm in that, because Norm's, Norm's not here for very much longer. No, he, he's like, I'm going to go get my car. Yeah, he's just like, fuck this, I'm out. And like, he just gets killed immediately. Yeah, they, so it's, they come out of fucking nowhere. It's so great, because he opens the door and the coast is fucking clear. And he like well, gets halfway to the car and they're all just like, ah! Well... <laughs> The main villain, his, like, his girlfriend is the one that, like, kind of comes out of nowhere. But otherwise, like, the, the junkies in this follow zombie logic. Yeah. So it's... Because well, they are zombies. Yeah. So it's, like, the five old men, uh, the girl who stole the drugs, which I think she goes by Lizard, or, like, she says her name's Elizabeth. I think they only call her Lizard, like, once. And then this one dude named Sean, who's portrayed as being, like... She's a lot Lizard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But he's probably like, sort of like yeah. early, I just no. Again, he's like early twenties. It seems like, and like yeah. he like he came home and they're just like young blood. Ah, yeah. you know, no shame. This is his first day back. Yeah. Lot lizards are just sucking dick for a truck driver ride. Who's like what? What of it? It's fucking trade. It's just like Stephen trading fucking water for shoes in the post-apocalypse or porno mags or porno mags or instant ham. Or whatever. Or permanent ham. <laughs> Instant ham. It's just powdered ham you pour into water. Astronaut ham. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Dude, fucking instant ham is such a disgusting invention. I wish I never said out loud. So they look out the back door and they realize there's a swarm of fucking, of fucking cronies coming. So they start sorting out their fucking ammo. All they have is like a few rounds in the, in the pistol, a few rounds in the shotgun. And so this is where... The montage of creating fucking makeshift weapons comes into play. What happened to the tennis ball grenades? They only used one, but they had multiple on the table. Sometimes you just don't get the chance to use them, cheats. That's so fair. That's the... It's just disappointing because I'm just like, I don't know what these are. And then, like, they throw one, it's a grenade. And I'm just like, fuck yeah, I need to see more of these. And, like, that was it. You saw the one. Hey, man. Dude, tennis well, ball grenade is the funniest fucking invention. From the amount of explosion that was in that room, they might have just left... A lot of them on the ground and then threw in the last one. Yeah, it's pretty fair. I mean, it was like a massive explosion. Like, meaty chunks everywhere. And that room was full of punks. And I mean, and the thing with makeshift weapons, man, is sometimes they're going to be used and sometimes they're not. Like, they whittle pool cues down to, like, spears. And they put it in a brace with a keg. And make it kind of like a predator trap whenever they walk in. A pool yeah. cue as a spear is fucking genius. Because that shit is no joke. The, that is like high quality, especially ones in a bar that have to get fucking broken over the Terminator's head yeah. once in a while. Pool cues do not fucking fuck around. Like, in movies, they're always like getting snapped over people's backs. It's like, if that happened, you'd probably break one of your fucking discs. They use all sorts of shit in this. Uh, he's got a fucking fire axe. Like, he uses the fire axe pretty much throughout the entire movie, just cutting heads off. William Sadler, for a long off. time, has a table leg with nails in it. Nails in it, yeah. And I mean, was, like, it's super freaking effective. awesome. And the brutality of this movie is real. In that first wave or so, uh, William Sadler just stomps a man's head off. <laughs> oh, so fucking good. And a guy sticks his arm in the door to try and stop it from closing. And fucking Steve, Steve Lane chops his arm off. Like... But it's not like one of those like one swing arm chops. He has to chop it like four or five times to get it to fucking chop off. It's real gross. If you were to edit out all the extra hits, this movie would be like twenty minutes shorter. 
Yeah. Every time that they hit somebody and then they hit it again and again and again and again and again. It's so fucking good. This movie, just like like I was saying with the previous movie, goes fucking rock hard erection dick straight into fucking gore, <laughs> practical effects, and fucking creative deaths all damn day. Except with this one, they don't even fuck with visual effects. No. Like it's just, at all. It's just heads made out of pudding. Oh, there's no place for it. Yeah. Which is great. <laughs> but both movies, every single person in this movie has high blood pressure and is on blood thinners because if anyone gets a cut on them... And they're it, drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, alcohol is a blood thinner well, by itself. I should say we meant like medical grade yeah, blood yeah, thinners. Like every person both movies because if anyone takes any damage, it's just spraying everywhere. Yeah. And there's some great shit. Like Stephen Lang almost, almost gets choked to death. He fucking like... He, like, stabs out a guy's jugular vein with a dart. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. It's fucking gold, man. Like, one thing I, I do wish about this movie is, like, with the amount of, like, just cheesy action 80s this mm-hmm. is, like, I wish that the villain would have been played with somebody with a little more cheesy charisma. Like, a Christian Slater, I think, would have been perfect yeah, for that th- role. Yeah, this guy just looks like... <clears throat> He's just douchey. Yeah. Yeah, he's faceless douche, and but he has a face, unfortunately. Like he exactly what Steven said. Fucking Christian Slater would have beat the piss out of this role, but I just don't think he was young punk enough. Yeah. Like not that he went out for it or anything, but like even if he had, I just don't think it's like what they were going for. They wanted like new blood versus old blood. Fucking meth addicts versus fucking war heroes. I mean, like, Christian Slater's gotta be in his 50s. Yeah, he's fi- he's in his 50s, I'm sure. But he has the hair and he has the face and the personality to play that role really well. Yeah. He'd just be more cunty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, he's just, he's just a cuntier version of him, so... One thing that bothered me a little bit, this is like a minor complaint, because he... The other thing, I'm gonna word this poorly, you guys are gonna make fun of me for it, because like, <laughs> it's just how it works. All the actors are, you know, pretty old. Like, you can't get super rough with them. But, like, some of the extras, like, you see in some of the scenes are just kind of limp. Like, the kind of difference is, like, all right, you extra, get way into it. And that guy fucking goes ham. And the other people are like, all right, you get into it. And that person's like, uh, like, that kind of limp. Like, some of the people are kind of like that and just, like, the waves of things. It's like, it's not, it's not. It's drugs, detract, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't detract too much from it. It just, I was like, I kind of wish some of them had a little more energy. That's kind of it. It's just. Faceless thugs. Thugs on drugs. That, it, that is kind of glossed over by the fact that this drug is like, they say at the beginning, it's like, half the people there can barely get up. Barely walk, yeah. yeah. They're thug addicts. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is a thug addict? God damn. But his logic is, like, even an army of zombies is still an army. Yeah. Yeah, and like, the other thing is, like, the loyalty of, of this army of thugs is only bought by drugs. Because, like, one of the major battles later on, one, uh, Stephen Lang just throws a brick of this shit at them. And then they, they just immediately turn on the main villains because they're just like, well, you got powder on you, so I guess I got to aggressively lick you now. I got to slurp it off of you. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that drug. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, we didn't talk about the fact that Martin Cove, like, first of all, all these guys have PTSD. Yeah. But Martin Cove is, like looks at himself as a super big failure. He's a fucking used car salesman. He says that he can talk anybody into doing anything, but like he's trying to sell Stephen Lang a used car and even offers to give him what, like 2% back of the uh, amount of money that he spends on it or whatever. 
And it's like, God. 2% isn't very much. <laughs> it's not a very good deal. No. <laughs> so Martin Cove, like, tries to basically go out and, like, weasel his way with the, uh, with the bad guy. Like, he just thinks he can talk his way out of it. Yeah. When he sees that he can't, he starts whipping their asses with a fucking lead pipe. But he gets shot down, so he dies. And then, as you said, like, the big fucking battle at the end happens where fucking William Sadler's fucking chopping up people with a fucking circular saw. Yeah, when, like, some people bust in with it, and he's just like, hey guys, look at this. And then he immediately just, just threw people. It's like a construction saw. It's not like a... Yeah. It's like a cement saw. But the blade is circular. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna say, this is one of those things that can cut, like, a BMW in half. Yeah, yeah it's not more like, wood. No, the, bl- a- <laughs> the blade that's on it isn't really a blade. It's like a fucking hardcore ass. it is a blade but it's also a fucking hardcore ass like grinding tool that just like chews it chews through everything yeah like literally they use this to chop up cars they use it to chop up fucking cement like they just take it out and they cut the ground up the fucking sidewalk yeah. do we even need to talk about like the ending of this movie because i feel like you gotta get the idea yeah i mean it's <laughs> If you guys want to do a highlight reel of what we've like liked as far as... Because as basic as the story as Turbo Kid was, this is even more like, turn your brain off and watch some fucking crazy Also, shit. We, we didn't mention the soundtrack slaps on this one, too. Yeah. It's a very John Carpenter-esque soundtrack. There, Super good. There are a few like good scenes of like them just just acting. Like... Especially when Stephen Lang seems to have cracked like immediately after... Uh, these are... These are very practiced actors man like they've been in fucking every genre of movie that you can fucking think of so like they're gonna act their asses off no matter what they could act half-assedly and it's still better than a lot of young actors the right-hand woman of the bad Mm -hmm. guy she gets fucking run through with the veterans flag yeah she gets impaled through with it and then Stephen Lang pulls out part of it broken and then jabs it through her (laughs) head fucking one step for mankind straight up through her fucking Dude, through yeah, dude straight up Mr. Smith goes to Washington remake from from Homer Simpson, stabs it through her fucking mouth, and it just, if there was a breeze in that bar, it would have been waving in the wind. I was thinking more along the lines of like a Iwo Jima, like a <laughs> statue, you know? Yeah. the flag. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it all works. If that flag would have blown, I would have been totally fine with it. <laughs> yeah, she had just almost killed Fred Williamson. Who got fucking drugged out on this hype shit? Yeah, he and slapped then, hype in his own face. Yeah, and he pulled this like ceremonial like uh, like machete off the wall and was just like, "I'm just gonna kill a bunch of people now." <laughs> and so like he does that, and like pretty much all the uh, all the older actors end up dying except Stephen Lang. No, so, Fred Williamson doesn't die. Yeah, he does. He dies at the bar. Yeah, he does. He, he took all the drugs and then like he took a shot and he's sitting there and they come in. They're just like, "Oh man, he's dead now." He wakes up for a moment, but he didn't move his hands. He's just like. Who the fuck said I'm dead? And they're just like, okay, he's not dead. And then like, well, because at that point, the people are alive are like Stephen Lang, Fred Williamson, and the two younger actors, and like they're taking shots. And then Fred Williamson's hand like falls over, and he knocks something over because he he just died. And they're just oh. like, oh, and you know, for Abe too. Like William Sadler has a super badass death. Like so, he he gets chainsawed and then drives an exploding truck into the main villain. No, so. Real quick, William Sadler's death is great, number one, because he had, he talked about like how many times he'd saved Stephen Lang. Yeah. And like I love having a secondary killer take out the main villain mm-hmm. in like a in like a an honor, way of honor or whatever. Yeah. That's like always just a cool thing to me. But he drives this truck, this VFW truck, which is just a massive army truck with a fucking 
uh, M50 machine gun. Obviously, didn't have any yeah. bullets in it. But the reason I like this ending is because he drove the truck into the guy, into the main villain, mm. but it didn't explode yet. It wasn't the truck that exploded. So you get to see a really awesome dummy effect of the truck yeah. hitting him and him, his head and body smashing against the van that was behind him. And then the van explodes and then you see his fucking body just like straight like incinerate. Yeah. So it was like you got a twofer. Yeah, it's like having your cake and eating it too. It's like having your duel and having also your shark explosion together at last. <laughs> Both. Duel being the, if you haven't heard the podcast, the very first feature length Steven Spielberg movie. And of course him, him making good on the car that, or on the truck that didn't explode in that movie by blowing the shark up in basically every other Jaws movie. Like, even though he was, he wasn't there for the fourth one, or I don't think he did he direct the any, second one. I don't think he was there past the the first. <laughs> no, okay, no, yeah. he wasn't. Regardless, regardless. All right, shall we go to the diggity scale? Steven, you pick, so you go first. Me pick for me go first, huh? Yep. Me uh, pick, me go first. Okay. <laughs> I'm giving both of these supreme diggity. Fuck. Both of them. I fucking loved them both. I'll watch them both again. There was nothing in either of these movies that could say it's uh, it's bad enough to not watch the movie and love it. They both get supreme. Watch them both. That is the harder question for me. Like, which one would I watch first? Like, before? Don't lie to me. Don't fucking <laughs> lie to me, okay? You would watch VFW first. No questions asked. You would. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to agree with Philip on this. You would watch VFW first. <laughs> Okay, I guess you guys made the choice for him. Uh, yeah. We're assisting. The margin is so thin because they're both fucking great. The margin is thin, but I'm telling you right now, you give a lot less shit about the cutesy shit in Turbo Kid than you do about the hardcore, grizzled-ass fucking cheers fucking throwback nonsense that happens in this, <laughs> this fucking movie. I'm going to go uh, just enough diggity for Turbo Kid. And uh, low end of supreme diggity. For VFW, it might be. It's probably the only the second or third time you've ever given something supreme diggy. I think second. Yeah, I, I really. I was thinking about that like all day, and it's like, well, I watched it at like five a.m. <laughs> and uh, I was thinking, I guess the only complaint I have about VFW is it's a little dark. If it were a little brighter, you'd be able to see some of that stuff a little bit better. Uh, I think the lighting is very intentional. Yeah. yeah. It's supposed to look like a dingy bar. Yeah. And also it's supposed to cover up the seams on effects. Yeah. But they're, I, I can tell that they're good enough. They don't need to be covered up that much. <laughs> so, it gives it a little bit more. An overwhelming surplus of... Whoa, wait. VFW, I'm guessing, watch again. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. So an overwhelming surplus of diggity for VFW. Just enough diggity for Turbo Kid. I could be convinced to call both for over, overwhelming surplus. It's just that, like... You know what? Fine. Overwhelming surplus for both of them. It's really, it's really splitting hairs, and uh, really they both fucking crush. So I'd give them supreme. I I would give them supreme diggity, but there is just certain aspects of of a uh, of a movie that for me to rewatch it, it's like this is a perfect turn off your brain rewatch. No questions asked. If if it was just on randomly, I'd watch the rest of it no matter what. But that being said, it's not like I doubt it will hold, like, a special place in my heart. Like, I'm not going to buy it on Blu-ray and, like, visit it yearly. That's the kind of movie it has to be for it to be supreme diggity for me. But, 
It's fucking amazing, both of them. I would watch VFW again if I had the choice between the two. Um, yeah, that's it for me. I'm going to go Supreme Diggity on Turbo Kid, and I'm going to go an overwhelming surplus on VFW. It's it's much more of a cheats movie than VFW yeah. is. Yeah, and yeah. I can't really give you a reason. I can't be like, this it's is like why... It's post-apocalyptic, man. I, it's not just that. And the sci-fi. It's just like, yeah, I mean, I, I just like Turbo Kid a little bit better. Hmm. There's nothing I can be that would be like, yeah, this is bad, or like anything. It's just like, both of these movies fucking slap. The soundtrack's great. People need to watch them. Especially if you're into the weirdo crap we're into. Your your eyeball just bulged a little bit again. <laughs> so Maybe you just need to see an eye doctor. Yeah, I was going to say. Next time you see your eye doctor, scream in his face about some kind of crazy shit. Tell him he's a pussy or whatever. And just see if he can, like, detect a uh, dislodging of your fucking... <laughs> it's like, this is not a safe thing for cheats. Like... We don't need to add, like, Cheats is, you know, Cheats has enough problems. We don't need an eyeball yeah. pop out. Although, you could get a sweet eye patch. That's true. And you could be Zeus. My depth perception already sucks enough <laughs> without losing an eye, though. Except, you're like, your vision's so bad that if you were Zeus, you'd have to have, like, a monocle, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dude, an eye patch and a monocle? <laughs> <laughs> it's just glasses. I don't. I didn't gather any feedback. I know that uh, I was talking to Biff while watching Turbo Kid, and he had never seen it, and so he watched it and fucking loved it. We can give us credit for him loving a movie. Again, not really feedback, but we watched you and I watched this the first time with our friends Allie and Dalton. Yeah. And I mentioned to them that I had to watch it again for the podcast, and the reaction from Allie was that's pretty awesome. And then Dalton just said blessed. So <laughs> blessed. So they're both fans as if of they Turbo can't Kid. watch it. Oh, I know, but yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there you go. That's reaction for Turbo Kid. <laughs> if you want to tell your friends about us, they can find us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on TuneIn, and pretty much any other major podcast platforms out there. Uh, if you want to hit us up with some feedback, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Motion Picture Meltdown and Twitter at MPM Podcast. If you want to check out some other podcasts from United Cipher, right now we have the Curly Mustache Podcast and the Edge of the World Broadcast. You can also listen to recent episodes of Music Video Countdown, Talks Over Games, or the anime alphabet. If you want to buy some t-shirts, Philip's got some cool designs up on his Redbubble account, which is redbubble.com slash radioactive suit. Radioactive suit.redbubble.com, actually. Uh, there we go. There's a link on unitedcypher.com. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. Right now I have three shirt designs up there. I am a piece of shit, so I, that's all I have. This is those three. I have other ideas, ones I want to do. All the ones so far are directly related to the podcast, so if you'd like anything to remember those great times when you listen to our awesome show, you can get like a sticker, like a phone case, or a fucking mask, a fucking COVID mask. There's so much weird shit on Redbubble, too. Yeah. It's like, oh, get a fucking seat cover for your car. Yeah, if you guys if you guys see something ridiculous, like if you want like a toilet seat with uh, Steven's face on it, I can do that. <laughs> nice. I pissed on your face, bro. <laughs> well, I, think, I think if you want to have it where the mouth is like the the hole that you sit on, <laughs> so you can shit in your mouth. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like the Candyman wall. <laughs> Sweets for the sweet. If you want to check out some other podcasts that we listen to? Check out Nerdonomy, The Whiskey Reel, Sorry to Waste Your Time, and Code Yellow, A Scare Actors Podcast. Uh, I've been one of your hosts, Stephen the Rose Rosenberg. Phil the Kill Collins. Cheats the Streets McGee. Andy Hart. And we'll see you next time.
Yeah.